0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Simple Life with Jesus series. My name is Philip, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. We're certainly glad that you've joined us today. Uh, One of the things we've been doing with this series is we've been looking at God through the eyes of Jesus, kind of the God that Jesus knew, so that we can develop our relationship with Jesus, which also is at the same time, obviously, developing our relationship with God so that we can be better able to live our lives in Christ. And one of the resources that I've used is The Good and Beautiful God by James Bryan Smith. I actually heard him speak at a conference and uh, got to interact with him some. And and I I like a lot of the um, perspectives that he has uh, on God and on Jesus and on our relationship with him. Um, One of the things that we focused on last week is we focused on God's love. And really emphasized uh, how unconditional that is, that God loves you no matter what, no matter what you've done, uh, where you've been, um, God loves you. He loves you because he created you. You know, and, and that's been a, a strong emphasis uh, over the last few years, um, is is God's love. And part of that is in response to some of these false narratives that we've had about God, of that have focused on God's anger or God's wrath, and and I think there's been a natural reaction uh, to that kind of unhealthy portrayal of God, uh, where some people's first thought about God is that, oh, God hates sin, so therefore God is angry at me because I'm a sinner. Uh, rather than that being the first thing we think of about God is we need to think of God as a good and a loving God who loves us, but yet the danger with that, and I completely recognize where this danger is is the danger becomes if we focus too much on God's goodness and God's love which I focus a lot on that is there will be people who will say well what do you do with sin how do you deal with that and the reality is as many have dealt with it by saying well maybe God isn't as concerned with sin as we've uh, as, as we've kind of portrayed in the past but I think as as Christians, as followers of Christ, we need to look at who Jesus was. What did he say? Who was the God that he knew that he was representing, that he was? And how does sin and God's love and goodness, how do those interact and how do those mesh? See, I think we live in a time where we don't like to uh, To think that uh, things are, are nuanced, that there's uh, that that life is a, is a lot of gray. We like things to be black and white. So sometimes it's easier just to say, "Oh, God hates sin, so therefore you better quit sinning, and uh, you know, and repent and ask for God's forgiveness, and then maybe you'll be okay." But we focus on that side of God, and then the, on the other hand, will there'll be those who will focus on the fact that, oh no, God is so loving and loves you so much and is so good that you know what sin really isn't all that important well neither of those are the full truth it's it's obviously somewhere in the middle and so some of these you know negative and incorrect narratives that we've had of God um, kind of go something like this that that God is wrathful right there are those that focus on the wrathful side of God and they kind of feel like God is angry all the time because wouldn't you be if you were a God whose main focus was sin and as you look down on the earth and saw all the sin, wouldn't you have to be angry all the time? Because there's, there's so much negativity, there's so much sin out there. And so in our human minds, many times we see God and we think, man, if he hates sin, man, he must be angry all the time. And if he hates sin, I sin, so therefore, does, does that mean that God hates me? And, and then we, we try to convince ourselves and we allow ourselves to believe, okay, well, now we do have Jesus, and Jesus is kind of the nice one uh, who stepped in and, and has paid for those sins so that we can have that relationship with God. Uh, but, but what that does is it gives us this really ugly view of God. And God is not just wrathful. God does love us. So, focusing and kind of thinking about God as being strictly a God of wrath is not healthy. Then, many times we go to the other side. And that other false narrative about God is that God doesn't care about our sin. That's becoming more and more popular. Um, it's bec- becoming more and more difficult to talk about what sin may be, right? You can get in a lot of political trouble. If you start throwing around and connecting the word sin with nearly any behavior, right? And so many times what we've done is we've kind of moved to that other other direction in response to a, too much of a focus on the wrathfulness of God. We've said, oh, no, you know, God is uh, just the opposite. He's a He's a God who loves us, uh, and he's not a judgmental God, you know, and, and we kind of get this teddy bear feel of God, um, and that is... That is not the case either, because God is a holy God, which means that he can't, can't just turn his back and look the other way um, when, when sin is so evident and so powerful. So what do we do with this? What is the correct narrative? Jesus' narrative of God is basically this, that wrath is God's right action that the wrath of God is the correct action of God towards sin. Now let's flesh this out a little bit. Many times we look at Jesus and we say, oh, Jesus was just this loving person um, who came to show us how much God loves us. That is very true. Jesus loves us deeply. He reflects God's love for us because he is God. But Jesus also spoke a lot about condemnation and wrath. And, you know, sometimes uh, we, we like to read the Bible um, like we watch uh, TV um, with a, that has been DVR'd. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm watching TV and uh, I can't stand watching commercials anymore. In fact, I, I don't know if my girls know what a commercial is. Because what happens whenever we get to the commercials, we're like, I don't want to listen to that. So we skip over it to the next part that we want to watch. Unfortunately, I think we read the Bible that way. And we love reading about Jesus and how much he loves us and all of this. And then maybe those times whenever he talks about condemnation and judgment, we're like, ah, time to hit the fast forward button. There's many verses where Jesus talks about the wrath of God. John 5:28 says, "Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear His voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation." Right? Uh, Matthew 16:27, "For the Son of man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done." Matthew twelve thirty six thirty seven I tell you on the day of judgment you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter for your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. John three thirty six Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life but must endure God's wrath. Jesus uses those words of condemnation and wrath and those are not politically correct words for us to use anymore but yet that does not mean that they are not true. So we need to look at what does Jesus mean whenever he's talking about this? What does it mean whenever he says God's wrath that we will deal with that, that we will have to face that? One of the problems is is many times we connect God's wrath with an emotional response. For example, if if I said... And wrath, we pretty much don't use that word except uh, in attributing it to God. Um, but if I, if I told you, man, I was at Walmart and I saw a guy and he was just unleashing his wrath on that store, what would you think? Well, you would, you would think that he is going through the aisles, just sweeping things off the floor, crushing merchandise. If anyone got in his way, he was probably just pummeling them Right, that this would be an emotional outburst. That's what we connect whenever we hear God's wrath. However, that's not, the, not what Jesus is talking about. That's not the meaning of wrath. See, wrath is not God's emotional, angry response. Right, It is God's right action towards evil you know we we understand this more whenever we talk about God's love right God's love is not just an emotional love for us right we throw that word love around all the time you know and we have the teenage infatuation type of love uh we have the the love of a candy bar we have uh the and then the love between a father and a son or parents and their children there's different types of love and we we kind of get understand that when we're talking about God's love or we should understand when we're talking about God's love for us we're not talking about just an emotional response god isn't just infatuated with us he doesn't have an emotional uh this you know uh, lovey-dovey feeling for us no he has an unconditional love for us that that term agape um a philosopher and this wonderful thinker in christian thought dallas willard willard said that god's love uh, that agape type of love is can be summed up this way it's to will the good of another right it's a desire for the well-being of another person so much so that personal sacrifice would not stand in the way right that you would do anything for the betterment of the person that you love now that it doesn't doesn't mean that you're just going to give them anything that they want. That's, and that's not always an emotional response, right? It's kind of like that. uh, Hopefully what that strong love relationship that you have with your children is, you know, I, I will do anything for the betterment and for the good of my children. But you know what? I don't always just have this emotional love for my children. They can do things that really irritate me and really frustrate me. And in the moment, my emotions may not be love. Hopefully, my actions will be. Right. So the same is true of the word wrath. It is not this emotional outburst. And see, so many times I think that that's what we feel about God when we say God's wrath. We just see him winding up his arm so he can throw the lightning bolt down on us. And we see God as this angry God that becomes... Uncontrolled and just tries to start destroying everything. That is not what God's wrath is. God's wrath is not an emotional outburst. God's wrath is a mindful, objective, rational response to evil and to sin. And in fact, God's wrath exists because of the power of God's love for us, because God's love loves us so much that He must react to evil that we do, to sin that we allow to consume us. You know that famous line that we say is God doesn't hate uh, God hates the sin, not the sinner. I believe ultimately that is true. However, it is really hard for us as humans to separate our actions from the person, right? And so it becomes very difficult to separate those two things. In in fact, for most people, they are not going to associate with someone that they see as a sinner, right? Even though they say, hey, I'm going to love the person, but I'm going to hate the sin, but what usually happens is or many times happens is that we reject the person. Right? And I think sometimes that's what we see God doing. Or that's what we feel that he may be doing. And so we start wondering, well maybe we maybe we've got it all wrong. Maybe God isn't wrathful. No. God is wrathful because he loves us so much. You know, it's not so much that God hates the sin. He does, but he really hates what sin does to us. Because what sin does to us is it starts destroying us. God created us to live a life in him. That is how we experience love and joy and peace in this crazy world. But what sin does is it pushes us further and further from God. And so we start to become overcome by evil, by death, by frustration, by anger, by hurt, by pain. And God's wrath is a result of his love for us. He hates to see us in that state. He hates to see us hurting. He hates to see what sin does to us. And so God has to deal with our sin. God is a holy God. And God wants us to experience the new life that comes in him. You know, we shouldn't see God's wrath as a, a, an angry, ugly thing. No, we should see it as an expression of his love. Do you really want to follow a God who doesn't care about how sin destroys your life? Of course not. Just like as a parent, I am failing at my job miserably if I just pretend that everything my ch- children do is perfect and good and right. Because guess what? It's not. And I need to sometimes reach out to them and say, listen, you've got to change. You need to change your behavior because it's going to lead to a life of pain and misery. God's wrath is him reaching out to us and saying, Listen, I don't want you to be caught in sin because what sin does is it just pulls you away from me. God is holy. There is no place for sin within God. And he is going to enter into our lives, and he's going to convict us, and he's going to call us to walk away and to turn away from the sin that envelops our life. There's that passage that talks about how God is a consuming fire. God's wrath is a fire that wants to consume our sin, to purify us. And you know what that is? is not an easy thing and it's not a pleasant experience always it can be difficult but man we do such an injustice whenever we think that god's wrath is this irrational anger towards us no it is a rational response by a loving god to sin that is destroying us from the inside out This week, I just want to encourage you to think about what are those areas in your life uh, that are pulling you further from God? Allow God's wrath to enter into you and start burning that stuff away. It may be difficult. It will be difficult. It means that you may have to change behaviors. You may have to change things that you're watching or things that you're listening to. You may have to change friends. You may have to distance relationships within your family. But it is so important that you allow God's wrath to cleanse you from that sin so that you can experience the life God created you to experience. So you can experience His love and joy and peace even in the midst of a world that is consumed by sin. Sometimes it's in God's wrath that we see the depth of his love for us. Thank you for joining us this week.